This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central, at www.twitch.tv backslash BlancaOG. Hope you enjoy the show! live this is week uh seven episode seven of the tailgate talks podcast uh this is gonna be our thanksgiving episode how we doing guys y'all ready to go chow down on some food let's do this hell yeah oh yeah hell yeah i think everybody here is if you're into sports you're usually into into thanksgiving vice versa it's just uh, it's just kind of the two are one and the same um so we're gonna go ahead and kind of we got a, we got quite a bit to talk about today. So we're gonna jump into this episode uh, pretty quickly, kind of get through a lot of the uh, topics we want to discuss. Uh, we got the uh, Texas Tech basketball season coming up. We're gonna be talking that with y'all. We got the NFL recap. We got shot bets. Uh, we had quite a few people vote on this shot bet this week, and so yeah, we did. We we need uh, we need to see some shot bet videos uh, paid off. Uh, for some of you, uh, we're, we're going to have a, at the end of this as well, a little bit of the NBA Thanksgiving. We're, we're, we're going to maybe tie it to some food, a little bit of some trade talk. We're, we're, we're going to have some fun with some of the uh, recent uh, recent events in the NBA. So um, just wanted to give everybody a quick reminder. Uh, f- give us a follow on all the social media accounts. We have a tailgate underscore talks on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. As well as if you want to follow our own personal accounts, you can follow Dustin at DustinWimmer22. You can follow Brooks at Calvin B. Barrett. And you can follow me, Arlie, at uh, Blanca, where the L is a 1. Uh, once again, I uh, do want to kind of throw out the reminder to everybody that casted a shot bet vote with us last week. Send us your videos. Uh, we're, we're, we're trying to kind of get that going. And uh, soon we're going to be giving out t-shirts and stuff and prizes and whatnot. For either most creative or, or random follower, random shot bet video, whatever, whatever, whatever we're feeling like that week, you know. So send those videos in if if you ended up losing your shot bet. Um, so guys, y'all y'all ready for this episode? We're, we're finally getting to talk about Texas Tech Oof. basketball. About some college basketball starts tomorrow. Ah, hopefully it's a, it's about time. I've honestly been waiting in some places. So long to talk about texas tech basketball because we've been we've been uh all living through texas tech football together so i think it's about time we get to talk about where we actually have a chance at competing on a national level um all right so let's go ahead uh i think we kind of covered the intro a little bit there uh discuss what we're going to be talking about in today's episode let's go ahead and jump right into it this is tailgate talks club red and there we go always you you gotta love it you gotta you gotta love it you see both of them nodding their heads to this all right 
So, um, the idea of this segment today, we're, we're going to be talking a little bit about Texas Tech basketball, the season preview. Um, Brooks here has a full spreadsheet of where each player ate the last three meals. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> he, went, he went in depth as far as the information that he has on our Texas Tech basketball team this year. So, uh, we're going to be diving into a little bit of uh, each player, uh, their positions, how long they've been on the team, transfers, uh, uh, expectations for this season. Um, uh, just, just gonna dive into every bit of this as we can. Looking at, looking ahead. Yeah. Um, so what I did is I, I went through the roster and I kind of divided it into four groups. We've got four groups of players here. One's gonna be the returners, guys who were on the team last year or the year before who are uh, who have played minutes for Texas Tech. Then we've got the guys who have been here, but but who haven't played just yet. We've got a couple of guys who have been on the team for a year. They just haven't got to play for tech yet. We got the transfers and we got the freshmen. So we're going to dive into each one of those groups, kind of look at the players in there, what we expect from those groups and the players we're kind of looking to be, you know, the leaders of this squad. So that's kind of a way of breaking down this Texas tech basketball team. A little bit as to the, the, the preview that we have for you guys. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and dive into it. Um, uh, Tex-Mex, J-Jack, uh, Tate, welcome all of you. Appreciate you joining yeah. us on today's recording. Um, so let's go ahead and dive into it. Um, let's go ahead and look at the, the returning players. Um, Brooks, who, who do you have on this roster? And what do you think their impact is going to be in this upcoming season? Yeah, for our returners, we've got junior guard kyler edwards uh we all are familiar with kyler edwards he's been on the squad two years uh now so this will be his third year playing under chris beard uh we've got terrence shannon jr uh this is his second year with us we've got kevin mcculler this is his second year with us clarence natanley his second year with us and avery benson who this is like his feels like his 15th year with us but somehow he's just like a junior <laughs> but th those are the guys that we've got that are coming back who were on the team last year uh, one big part of i think chris beard's teams is usually the guys who come back what kind of leap they make from each year within the program they understand the system they understand what chris beard wants from them and they understand big 12 basketball and kind of what it takes to win and so this is like your core group of guys that you need to step up and need to be leaders on this team preach the focus and all the stuff that coach beard preaches to them all the time being uncomfortable and all that good stuff so that's Absolutely. this group of players uh dustin uh, who who are you looking at in this group this year i'm looking for terrence shannon jr to make that huge leap this year he Sniper. showed a lot of a lot of promise last year. I, he was my like, hey, watch this guy. And last year he showed us some flashes, but he also had some inconsistencies that Beard was kind of working through with him. Yeah. Um, I think from what he's shown and what some coaches have kind of let out was is he's put his head down and worked so hard and is going to be way more consistent this year. And he's your prototypical guy that Beard loves, six six, can play the – guard forward position can play everybody can play inside outside do everything for you so i expect him to kind of make that uh a huge jump like culver did from freshman to sophomore year and be a yeah. really big part of this team absolutely yeah 
that's what I had on him too, is what's exciting about him is last year he has this just ability to get by any defender and get to he the rim. He has the best first step on the team, even last he's, year. He's so quick. This The only thing is his shot wasn't that good. So for, for this year I want to see him get a more consistent jumper because I think if he's a consistent range. jumper, oh, yeah. He's going to be one of the hardest guys to defend if he can sure. knock down shots consistently and also get to the basket. He's going to be a nightmare for guys. I mean, like late late in that Kentucky game, we were going to him for buckets, doing yeah. just one-on-one mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But he I, has I also that. see Kyler Edwards being that leader like Norrence was and like Davide was last year. Of, yeah. Here's what we're doing. Get on my back. Everybody come on. And he's setting the tone for everybody every game. No, yeah, absolutely. what I what um, I look for Kyler, Kyler was a little inconsistent last year at times. I think he fits that beard type of player, right? Like he came in, had a great freshman year, like kind of rose to the occasion in the tournament and kind of flipped the switch to where everybody was expecting him to have this huge jump this last year. I don't think he necessarily reached that. There was definitely games where he was, you know, turnover prone and didn't come up big for you but he had his he had his moments i think he just needs to put both of those together to where he's good on defense good on offense consistently he doesn't need to be your leading scorer but be a leader out there but that he that's will be a leading scorer a lot of times so but that that's be... that's a general uh kind of chris beard format which is he's gonna put defense first yeah absolutely that's how you get on the floor with him yeah and so um the the points will come, but they're not going to matter as much because Texas Tech has always had, in the Chris Beard years, lower-scoring games. So it's really right. just going to be like, how much can he compete on both ends of the court, but mostly keeping that other team's score down. Um, well, there's one more guy on this in this group that I really wanted to talk about. He was the guy who kind of came on at the end of last year. I think he started his freshman year here. Everybody was kind of... Not sure how they felt about him, but Kevin McCuller, he came on and he was one of our best players at the end of the year. One of our most consistent players and one of our probably gave the best effort, I think, out of anybody on the team down the stretch. It didn't he wasn't necessarily the best offensive player, but he was going to go out there. He was going to get rebounds. He was going to get stops, turnovers, all sorts of things. And I'm just curious to see because he's one of these under the radar guys. Yeah, that. Took a leap at the end of last year, and if he takes an even bigger leap from his freshman year to this year, he's going to be one of those guys that could be an all-conference type of player if he provides all the things that he we saw from him at the end of last season. Yeah, I see him being our first guy off the bench. Beard loves bringing one of his better players and trusted guys off the bench. You've seen that throughout the last like three years. A lot of people have him starting, but they look at Beard. He loves bringing – his one of his better guys off the bench. And I see McCuller coming in two minutes into the game, already subbing in, and he's going to get a lot of minutes just because mm-hmm. he's not starting. He's going to be there a lot. It's what we have dubbed the Brandon Francis role. <laughs> yeah, my boy. Oh, but he was good at it, though. He was Francis did it two yeah. years ago, and he was one of our better scorers. Last year, it was, oh, what's his name? I've already blocked him out of my memory. Um, Chris Clark. Chris Clark. Ugh. But he loves bringing one of those guys off the bench to be that spark. What's funny is we have a few of those guys that we can spark with this mm-hmm. year. So speak, looking at the sparks, honestly, uh, uh, big time with the transfers this year. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we do need to take a look at that. Uh, the the transfer game or the transfer window for us, I think it's what's what's putting us into the top ten realistically. Um, the the Matt McClung big transfer. Uh, that happened last year though, I believe he just became eligible this year, right? How did that play? Yeah, we out? got him. We we got him after last season, and um, he's coming in. Got his you know, waiver granted to play auto, uh, immediately. So that's what the NCAA was. is handing out a lot of waivers this year. I think due to COVID reasons and everything. But yeah, he comes in. He's a junior this year. He played mm-hmm. two years at Georgetown. He was uh, their leading scorer last year. Um, I think everybody who is a big fan of basketball is familiar with him because of his uh, highlights. Uh, <laughs> he can dunk the ball, and everybody has seen those videos, I'm sure, at some point. So, oh, yeah, yeah, Mac McClung. Dustin, what you got on Mac? Dude, Mac's going to be huge. I don't know if he's going to start. He's going to be a starter here and there. Uh, it's going to be t- between him and Namari Burnett. Um alongside Kyler on those guard positions, but it's also nice. We can play three guards or three forwards at any point or go three and two. We can have a ton of mix. He's going to be huge for us. He wants to get more tape on ball handling and obviously defense. And he came to the right place for that. Mm-hmm. His, if you look at his numbers, they're going to be pretty high because he literally put Georgetown on his back last year because they had nothing. So he had a high volume so his 14 points was with a lot of shots also, but he yeah. can shoot from anywhere. He has a great mid-range yeah. game, explosive, can get to the rim. He's fast. If he can show Beard that he can play defense, he'll be on the floor a lot. Well, and you know, he's in his junior year, so he's trying to basically work on his draft stock at this point. Yep. So yeah, he's, he's vocalized that. He wants better film. Right. And so then what's he going to do? He's going to come to one of the best defensive teams in the, in the nation. And so I think he's working on his more more roundabout draft stock as far as not just being a, a, a shooter, but also somebody that can work both ends of the court. Um, anybody right. else we have from the transfer window that we need to be oh, on yeah. the lookout for? Oh yeah, yeah. Our big man Santo Silva. Mm. We he's going to fill in that spot that we were really lacking last year of rebounding and defense from a big man. Look at TJ Holyfield didn't quite fill that in for us. He was more of a I wouldn't say soft, but he was more of a stretch four type guy and not a yeah. great rebounder. Silva loves get get rebounds, and so we six he's seven be a st- two forty five. He's a, a big, big boy. Dude. That's a big boy. Yeah. He's Good. gonna throw that big booty around and get some rebounds for Bro. us, hopefully. And uh, Brooks has a good little thing there. He's Holyfield and Chris Clark combined, which sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he. My favorite stat of him is he had more offensive rebounds than Holyfield and Clark had combined last year. That's that's incredible. Um, yeah. We needed that. We need a guy who's going to go clear out the paint and get boards, be an inside force. We we really missed that. Norrence was, you know, a guy like that. He was going to go fight for rebounds, and um, I think he can if he can play that kind of role on this team, then he's going to have a real successful year. I'm not real sure about his offensive game. I think he's. I don't think he's going to stretch the floor a whole lot on you, but I, he, it looks like he's got pretty good touch around the rim and inside, from what but I've seen. The, the great thing is he's an unselfish player, which Beard also yeah. loves, especially out of his big men. We don't need him to hardly do anything on offense with the other guys that we have. 
You got no. other three or four guys we have on the floor are going to be explosive and can get to the bucket. We just need him there to clean the, some the stuff up, bo- box screens, out and box out and get rebounds. Work. Just but, box yeah, out and he'll get be rebounds, a, man. He will be a great addition. He'll be a starter from game one and as many games as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever he provides offensively is just going to be an extra gift, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, but, like, that, but, but that's not his role. Leading their team in scoring. Oh yeah, but that's not his role. And I mean, looking down here, I I I didn't even know that we had this guy, freshman from uh, from Russia. Yeah, Brooks, get into yeah. the freshman for us. Yeah, let, let's let's into go the ahead freshman. and take well, a look well, at him. Before we go go into the freshman, I want to go back to we kind of skipped a group here. It's the guys who have been a part of Texas Tech for yeah, yeah. a year, but we haven't yet seen okay. them play for us. Because there's a, are two of the guys that I think I'm most excited to see because we've had to wait for what's felt like an eternity to watch these so, guys, and that's Joel and Twambe and Tyreek Smith. Um, Joel and Twambe is the transfer from UNLV who mm-hmm. was um stolen a year by the uh last year by the ncaa and uh we've been waiting a long time to see this guy play for us and he is one of those do it all type of guys he's six eight um but he was running point for them at unlv he can rebound and lead the break and what i think is so key in today's game of basketball is having a tall guy like that who can get a rebound and immediately put you into the break and you're on a fast break like that. Like that's huge. And so we've been waiting for this. And Mm -hmm. if he's anything like anybody's talked about, then he's going to be huge for us this year. And uh, yeah, I see him starting from the beginning too, and being kind of like our stretch four and that other guard that we have. And he's going to be a big part. He was UNLV's best player two years ago Mm -hmm. as a freshman, a, a big deal. And now he's just got another year to see what we're all about. I'm excited to see him too. And then, yeah, Tyreek Smith, he got to just sit a year and grow from a freshman into a big man. If you haven't seen him, he put on like 25 pounds of muscle. And a beast. if he can, if he can get find a spot on the floor, that's going to be his problem. He's going to have to squeeze his way in on playing time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think he can add a huge thing around the room for us. Yeah, I would like to see him kind of do a little bit of Tariq Owens type stuff, right? Tariq Owens, Zach Smith. Yeah. His name yeah. is Tariq Smith. Uh, <laughs> kind of works out that way. But, uh, Tariq Owens you know, Smith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those those names have been successful here at Tech. So we'll, he needs to, you know, provide some defense and offense for you. His, his game looks pretty fun and exciting he's gonna have some blocks i think and dunks that are gonna get the crowd on their feet the limited capacity crowd at the usa but um, at, at least ex- there's a crowd at least there's a crowd but yeah if he can stay healthy and like doesn't said with the minutes that he's given produce for you you know who who knows where he could end up at by the end of this year i'm gonna take a quick little halftime Ooh, Dustin is paying off one of the shots. Is this the first shot bit of the night? One yeah. of the very many shots that. Dustin All right, has. so <laughs> he, he he's starting to, to realize you can't get too far behind on these because otherwise you no. just end up with one There's horrible no afternoon. Back. No, it, it's it's literally you end up with one afternoon where you knock out five just to get it done with. Oh man! All right, so 
but um, yeah, freshman. Any, anybody? Well, is, is there anybody else on this uh, on this returning group you want to talk about, or we want to go ahead and move on to the freshman squad? No, those those were the we only can... two guys who were here last year that didn't yeah. get a play that are back. So now it's on to the so, highly so, touted freshmen. So who's Ooh, yeah. uh, who's highlighting this this freshman squad for you guys? Uh, Brooks, who do you have coming in? Um, the flashy name on here is going to be Namari Burnett, who is our highest recruit ever at Texas Tech University. But I'm going to go the other route here, and I'm going to go with Micah Peavy as my freshman that I'm looking for this year. Love everything I'm pick. seeing, mm-hmm. everything that I'm seeing, Chris Level, all the basketball people are like, wait for this guy. I think there was right after the draft last week is who's the next Tech guy? And it was Mac McClung and TJ Shannon and you know Namari, but PV is kind of that under the radar guy. He was on Jemias Ramsey's team in high school, and he was the state MVP over Jemias yep. Ramsey when they won state. When I saw uh, this, all those game films of highlights of Jemias, I saw in the background PV, and I go, I want that guy. Yeah, I think we had this conversation, me and Dustin did, was like, if we can get Jemias and he lands us like a PV, that might be the best thing Jemias does for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited to see him. He he kind of seems like that do-it-all type guy. Uh, he's, you know, his dad was a coach. Um, so I'm just excited to see him play for us. I know Namari is the sexy pick here. And I'll let maybe Dustin go on about Namari, but yeah, Micah PV for me is going to be the freshman that I'm, I'm really intrigued to see. It, it'd be good to and, cover it a little bit anyways. And PV, you mentioned Namari's the highest rated recruit ever. PV's the third highest rated recruit we've ever right, had. Yeah. Oh, and no we're kidding. so deep on this team. He's like eighth or ninth guy. Like that's mm-hmm. how deep we are this year is our third best recruit ever. And the first and second are probably one and done's. Mm-hmm. He can't, he's going to have to struggle for minutes. That's such a great problem to have. Yeah. But yeah, Namari Burnett's coming in as obviously the highest rated recruit ever, mm-hmm. super explosive guard. And he, him and McClung are going to start off and on um, or together. Uh, but I see those two guys is taking that second uh, guard spot alongside Kyler. And hopefully, so he brings a lot, but I see McClung kind of getting over him right now because Namari's an 18 year old playing against 20 and 21 year olds on this team right now. So Kyler and McClung, I think, have that edge up on him because of their experience. Right. So, is there anybody this year out of the freshmen that uh, would you say is at risk of being a one and done for us? I could put both of those guys, I think, into that category. Like, do you yeah, think they would just, transfer to the NBA well by next year? One year of growth, one year of... I think of, Namari would be the first one just because he's going to be that explosive guard type player that they love, and he's going to get more minutes mm-hmm. than PV will because the forward group is very crowded and a little yeah. more experienced. So PV's going to have a harder time getting minutes and on the floor mm-hmm. to get that game film out and get the t- those eyes on him. Yeah, um, that's really why I would just go Namari. But with the depth here, I don't know if either of them do take that chance yeah. and that risk. Yeah. Usually so, at the start of the year, Beard's going to try to figure out his lineups right, and then by kind of mid mid conference, you're looking at a pretty sure thing on who are your starters and who are your main guys off the bench. Um, 
I could see wanna... PV rising up, rising up that list real quick. Yeah. You want to just get into that? Like who's going to start and play and kind of the. Yeah. Let's, let's, let, let's, uh, let's, let's go ahead and put out, uh, who, who do we have as our, our starting five? Uh, Dustin, Dustin, Dustin who do you got? <laughs> lead, lead the way on this one. Sure. Uh, I'm going to preface this as it's more of a starting six. Okay. Um, <laughs> way to get, way to get greedy, way to get greedy, but okay. Not including. Yeah. Only five are allowed on the court, Dustin. <laughs> I say. You're starting off with a technical. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously Santos Silva is going to start as our big man. Right. We're going to start TJ Shannon and Joel and Tom Boy as our forwards. And then we're going to start Kyler at guard. And then it's going to be, either McClung or Namari and it might be back and forth all year mm-hmm. too. Uh, but that's why I say six, cause I have those two guys rotating in and out. Yeah. And then you have McCullers as the first man off the bench, which is usually like 90 seconds into the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beard is a mass subber. He loves to get guys in and out. I- I've got it's... the same starting. I think the only difference I, I think, I think McClung is going to start at the, uh, at the beginning of the year. I think, I think so you'll too. see Mac and then maybe as the season goes on, it changes. But um, I think that's your starting five, Kyler, Mac, uh, Entwambe, Shannon and uh, Santos Silva. And then like Dustin said, you're going to probably have Namari, McCuller and PV or you're going to be your three main guys off the bench to start the year. I would expect oh. And it's not like the the people on the bench are not going to see plenty of playing time. You're very I right about that with uh, how, how deep our bench is and how quick Beard is to sub in and out all game. Yeah. Because he wants that one. He, he, he wants that consistent high energy defensive pressure. So it's yeah. like that takes a lot of work because these these people coming out, uh, in, into the uh, NCAA scene very fast. And so to cover them constantly all game. You have to be subbing them in and out. All, all we have by far the deepest team in the conference. Oh, in the conference, our, I think so. Our bench, our bench is Tyreek, PV, Chibuzo, McCullers, Namari, and uh, Burnett. So, and that yeah. second group of five would have beaten any team from the 2010s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then you look at it and the guys you didn't even mention, Donnelly, Avery Benson, and the yeah, big Russian they guy. can't even get on the floor. Like, you don't, I mean, Benson's been, he's not somebody you're looking to go out there and light the game up, but he's going to provide you with decent minutes. And he's familiar, familiar with the college basketball scene and he's played big 12 games and he played valuable minutes against Louisville. So you don't really have a weak spot, I don't think, no, on this roster. Not at all. We don't no. we don't know a lot about this Russian kid, but you know, if he I'm can curious, come out and though, plot, look at, provide, look at this, yeah, though. yeah, seven one two forty. That's a that's he's, that that's tall, but that's still just a lot of weight. Another year, let him grow. I, and stuff. I think so. Yeah. I mean, we just don't need him, and that's okay. No. But that's, that's and a, here's the that's thing: a big boy. That's a big boy, yeah. tall tall dude sitting sitting in the wing. Just you waiting. can't just find seven one people no. like anywhere. You got to get him while you can. But here's the thing about having that kind of depth is the guys on the court got to perform because, hey, we can find a guy here on mm -hmm. the bench that can do what we, you know, need this team to do. So they'll provide a lot of competition, I think. And that's big time. And these guys have to do it so much earlier. Usually Mm -hmm. by now we're getting a couple games in. We have way less games and conference starts around the corner. 
And mm-hmm. yeah, if you're not taking advantage of the minutes you're getting, you're going to get kicked down the bench really fast. So yeah. moving on into this a little bit, um, do you think this fifth, this 14 seed, sorry, uh, going into the AP polls for the season, is that justified? Do you, do you really think that we're this far down, even though it's preseason, even though we haven't played any games yet, do you think that's valid that we're this far down? Properly uh, ranked. Do you think that's properly ranked, Dustin? 14? Yeah. He's right. Oh. He's right. Tech fans want to be mad about it, but I'm, here's the thing is voters are always going to go with what's known, and most of the teams that are up there have guys returning, right? And you're mm-hmm. kind of like you got that love last year, right? You made it to the title game, and then everybody had you as like the finishing top of the Big 12 and then you kind of fell back down to earth a little bit last year. Mm-hmm. So when you're mixing in so many new parts, there's always going to be some question marks. Right. And so until we see the product on the court, I think 14 is a really good spot. For yeah, us. I, I, I think so as well. I, I think until until we see how this group meshes together and how well they, they defend together, uh, these preseason rankings don't really mean anything to me. It's, it's yeah. just – it's kind of weird to see – them put what what is I feel like probably our strongest squad top to bottom uh, since since uh, since Tech basketball or since Chris Beard got here. Uh, what what do you got, Dustin? You you got a bit of a like a comment face. The only rankings I have a problem with are of mm. course the preseason Big Twelve rankings that have us fourth, mm. and we're, I have us finishing fifth. Still too low. I have us finishing second on that. To who? Baylor's probably going to take it. Okay. Baylor has everybody come back. They have a great yeah. squad. And good coach. Uh, I don't see Texas doing anything with their good squad because of their coach. Kansas yeah. doesn't have as much as people think. They just are getting the name recognition yeah, and they're, they're... the coaching recognition. West Virginia has a good squad. I see us and Kansas flip-flopping. Yep. being around there but i see baylor a little ahead of everybody else and then you have us west virginia kansas all bunched together mm-hmm. fighting for that second third four spots but i, I think say, we can pull it out with this depth on this team i'm loving the respect <laughs> the big 12 is getting though Lo- loving it because i do feel like we do have some of the best basketball in the nation as far as colleges go yeah big big 12 basketball always gets love because we always have mm-hmm. a really good crop of teams at the start yeah. Uh, at the top of the, you know, polls. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with Dustin. I think we're too low, but it makes sense to me because all the teams that are higher than us have guys from last year that are returning. And so it's just the easy thing to look at them and like, Hey, they were good last year and they got all those guys back. So they're probably going to be better. Yeah. Texas is the only one that really bothers me because they weren't that great last year. So mm-hmm. we're all of a sudden like they weren't that great, but all of a sudden now they're supposed to be great. I don't know. Um, but no, I guess no. that brings us to the point of Dustin and Arlie, where we, what are your realistic expectations for this season? And what are your kind of bold expectations, I guess? Uh, Dustin, go ahead and start us off, man. What do you think going into like this? Like I said, I got us finishing second in the Big 12, mm-hmm. maybe challenging for first. I think those top four positions are going to be hard to get and might be jumbled up in some way but so, i think we can get somewhere in that first second third area how about this game apart way too soon 
uh, tournament seeding? I see us as a three seed and making the Elite Eight. Okay. I I was going to guess similarly. I was actually going to guess a two seed, but like that very bottom of the two seed. But then, uh, but then also making Elite Eight was going to be my assumption with this group. But that that was my prediction for this one. I, I don't know how how well that's going to go. Obviously, a lot of variables in that. But I think if we're lower than a four seed, it's kind of disappointing this year with this much mm-hmm. talent and of course yeah. our coach. So I think we need to be at least a four seed, if not better. Yeah. Um, yeah Brooks, what us. do you think, man? Yeah, I, I also got us competing at the top of the Big 12, either that one, two, or three spot. I think yep. between us, Baylor, and Kansas, and West Virginia, those are the four best teams. There's going to be a lot of interchangeable <laughs> yeah. uh, parts with those teams. So, I, you know, I got us right at the top. I think my realistic expectation of it is finish second or third, which mm-hmm. is good, and then get, like I think, a three seed in the tournament three or four seed a three is our sweet spot. That's when we were a three seed when we went to the elite eight and the championship game. So let's get that three. And my realistic is sweet 16 until I see this team actually play. Right. Um, But I think every tech fan has the right to expect a final four uh, from this team. I I think that's a realistic expectation to have for the squad. If once we see it, this week with these three games, I, can, I don't, you know, I don't know if everybody's pretty well expecting a, a final four, but nobody from Texas, the Texas Tech base will be uh, surprised by a final four. They'll be like, Oh, this is a fantastic. Yeah. Okay. But then at oh, the same some time, people are. Yeah. Ah. Ever since we made one final four tech fans, now just five <laughs> flights to the, wherever the next final yeah. four is They're like, we're go- like, it's an automatic. No. Now that you're in, you're getting in every year. That is not how college basketball works. No, Sorry. Not at all. <laughs> And don't uh, get disappointed if we don't make it there. You know how so, hard yeah. it is to make it to one. Yeah. Like, uh, let's yeah. let's hope for that. But let's yeah. also, like Brooke said, let's keep our expectations. Let's make the second weekend of the tournament. Yeah. Maybe let's win that third game. Winning so, four games is so hard in that so thing. Like, let, let's go, let's go ahead and kind of keep moving the, the this a little bit here. Uh, so we have a couple of games. The 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 first game tomorrow, six p.m. Northwestern State. Should be a blowout win. First shot at seeing everybody here. Um, anything? Any surprises that we can kind of expect out of this, uh, Dustin? It's going to be your typical Chris Beard like first cupcake preseason game where everybody gets the minutes spread out across each other, and you better not slack off for a second on that yep. game film and work your butt off because they're going to dissect that game film and see who's out there to do their job mm-hmm. and do it well. And like I said, there's not as many games this year. Every minute that you're in the game is going to count. Right. So you better be meeting or exceeding expectations every minute. So you're going to see everybody play mm-hmm. and no one's going to get like, even if somebody gets hot, this isn't the game where you keep them in. Yeah. They're going to rotate how they already have that planned out and you better be out there doing your job the best mm-hmm. you can every minute. Oh, this is going to be a hundred percent every <laughs> single minute, especially these first two games. I'm thinking Sam Houston is going to be kind of a similar situation, but what I really want to kind of get y'all's take on is this next one right here. Uh, Brooks, what are you thinking about this two this top 25 matchup with us and U of H in week three? Uh, this is an important game for us. There is, our schedule besides conference is pretty weak. 
Yeah. Uh, we didn't do much to help ourselves in that department. So this is a huge game for us. You need to get these wins against good teams and they've got they're a good. Yeah, good returning. Good. They got a good returning cast. They've got Quentin Grimes who was a freshman at Kansas. He didn't really succeed there, but he's found his home in Houston. We've got some other really good players. So this is the one I'll be nervous about because this is where you're going to find out kind of what you got. Yeah. Um, and so this is, and it's coming right at you, right out the gate. So you're going to have a two games to kind of warm up, and then you're, and you know, it's all, it's yep. all on the court after that. So no, you got to, you got to bring your A game like very, very early up, which is good for our, for our end of the season because yeah, uh, our, our off our it puts a great sense of urgency on right. all these cupcake preseason pre conference games. Um, yeah. well, what do you, what do you think or what do you expect out of this game, Dustin? Yeah, Houston's a good team. It'll be our first good test, mm-hmm. um, especially with all these new parts we have. So it'll be fun to see where we stand because after that game around the corner is Kansas. So right, which is we a, gotta gear up fast. And so that, it'll be good. that's what I was about to bring up. We have literally fluff game, fluff game, fluff game, fluff game, fluff game, fluff game. One hard one, and then we get punched in the mouth with Kansas right out the gates. So that that's our season opener to the Big Twelve. So yeah, it's like I don't mind that either because oh yeah, but especially with I mean it's going to be at home mm-hmm. and there's going to be a limited crowd, but that's where everybody's going to be. Yeah, you might as well throw these boys in the fire and say, "Here we go, saddle up." Yeah, yep. But you I got to make those big games count. That's going to be this our year. this uh this Kansas game is going to be our, our early shot to get to jump them in the rankings and prove that we're the second best team yeah. at minimum in the in the Big Twelve. And we have shown the last like three years we can compete with them and have Absolutely. beaten them. Um, so <laughs> Tex Mex hmm. uh, just texted me and said we, he wants corn dogs for games one and two. That means we hit 100 points, Jackie Moon style. Corn uh, dogs for everybody. Uh, Let's do it. I, don't, I don't know if it's going to be that big of a lead. Uh, I think I will eat a corn dog every <laughs> podcast if we hit those. Um, do it. Uh, <laughs> all right. I, I, I think Twitter's going to have to see those videos, man. Twitter's gonna have to see those videos. You're gonna have to put a put a put your money oh, where your mouth is on that one. Literally. You bet. Um, all right. So, <laughs> so let, let's go ahead and uh, jump ship here a little bit. We're we're gonna go ahead and uh, hop over to, to football real quick. Hey guys, I want to take a second to apologize. At this point in the broadcast, uh, we ended up getting with a copyright infringement for one of the songs in our transitions from one part to the other. Here's where we begin talking about our shot bets. And Brooks is the first one to place his bet on Oklahoma State beating the 10.5 point spread and uh, saying that Texas Tech will not cover. And um, he said in his prediction that Texas Tech was going to be the team to be down by 17 points and then randomly score one more to bring it within that 10.5 point range. And Dustin and myself just follow his lead on this one. I apologize sincerely about the inconvenience here. Hopefully you enjoy the rest of the podcast. And as always, big thank you for coming out. I think, I think, I think in all honesty, I think that this is going to be our first week where we all vote the same. I cannot vote for tech. I think that in all honesty, after the loss to Oklahoma, which was kind of embarrassing for Oklahoma state, uh, because of a rivalry game, I was really expecting that game to be a lot closer. But with that loss last week to Oklahoma, I expect them to come out firing big and taking it out on Texas Tech's defense. Yeah, um, agreed. 
So to say that they're going to win by more than 10 points is, isn't a huge stretch for me, but again, with the Brooks prediction, with that five head of his, um, that, that is most likely will end up happening in this game, but yeah, I got, I got to go. I got to go Oklahoma state, dude. I can't, I can't pick tech. On if this. that is exactly what happens, I think we should get at least partial credit. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> there's no part this is win or lose sir if we're uh, if we're up by seven if we're down by 17 and they you know looks like the game's over and then we come back and make yeah. it under 10 and a half uh, you heard it here first all right so this is our first first bet guys where i think all three of us have to pick the same squad like that there's just there's just too much uncertainty about the texas tech football team to think that they're going to cover this I think I'll um, just want to hop onto this bandwagon over here. That's actually oh. that kind of was my plan. It's a little <laughs> bit of both, Brooks, but I'm adding some 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 feelings about it to try and make it look like I came up with this on my own. Uh, <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> um, so, speaking of that uh, that last game in between Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, we do want to recap a little bit on the shot best from last week. Um, so, in that we bet on the spread, it was a uh, OU by seven. Dustin took Oklahoma State. And me and Brooks took Oklahoma, and Dustin ended up losing that bet. Uh, I believe he just took that shot earlier today. Yeah, he did that shot that night. Huh? I did do that one that night. It's on Twitter. Oh, you did do that one that night. That's right. Oh, you're you're catching back up. Look at you. All right. Um, So let's go ahead, and we're going to move on uh, into the second. I want to call out some people real quick. Ooh, this is true. We have a couple lovely people out there on Instagram. Hold on. I can see who voted for what. We had 126 and votes, by the way. That was on Twitter, but yes, we mm. love those. Can't see who does <laughs> what. Instagram, I can call you out, though. Ooh. People on the losing side of this that might be listening. Dustin needs a drinking friends. buddy. Dustin needs a drinking buddy. Tex-Mex lost both of them. I know he's <gasps> listening. Also on the Oklahoma State ones, we had Kelsey, my sister, our buddies Barry, and my buddy Starty Bud. They all lost on this, too. So if they're listening... You owe up. Give us those videos. Mm-hmm. Roger that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we need to kind of be moving moving along in the show because we do still. I do still want to kind of spend a little bit of time on this Thanksgiving thing. Um, yeah. The second shot bet that we had from last week was the Rams versus the Bucks, and the spread was three point five in the favor of the Bucks. Me and Dustin ended up taking the Bucks. Brooks, who is undefeated now, for for. I you, I don't know how you have such a good record of picking these. Brooks took Your the Rams. Your boy would be making somehow. some people money if they were betting on me. <laughs> but like the funny part was like before this game, Dustin, I was I was playing my game stream. Dustin popped in and I was like, I'm a little worried about the Bucks. And you're like, you're always worried about the Bucks. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> but I'm a little worried about the Bucks. And I was like, I couldn't go any further further in depth than that. But I was like, I don't know if I put the bad omen out there. But as soon as I said that, I was like, man, I really kind of want to swap over to the Rams on this bet. Uh, the Rams are a dangerous team. They're a dangerous team. They have and obviously the best D-lineman and the best defensive back in the league, which really puts your offense in a bind. Yeah. And the and Bucks Cooper are Cup struggling. is always open. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I but, still don't know why he's number 10. It throws me off. Um, But <laughs> the the I think that's the the – kind of underlying story behind that not really underlying but it is bucks in prime time they're struggling they're struggling on this on these highlighted games of the week yeah oh and four oh and four 
So um, whenever it comes crunch time, whenever whenever the the playoffs are happening, or I, I'm at this rate maybe wild card weekends happening. Um, are they going to be able to pull it through? Depends on the run game. They yeah. got away from the run game, and then like some of their linemen are kind of getting hurt and going out. Yeah. Their guard got hurt. Their center's playing guard. Their backup center's in. Their left tackle was in and out. Their run game super struggled, and that affected the whole offense. And then Leonard Fournette <laughs> didn't want to catch any footballs out of the backfield. Yeah. But uh, uh, Tex-Mex said, I'll send mine in, and you know it, Dustin. I'll send my NFL shot in after the show. And OU <laughs> so. still sucks. All right. right. Agreed. So we're, we're going to do a quick will, recap. Uh, um, oh, go ahead, Dustin. No, go ahead. Keep talking. I'm going to take my Oh, he's going to take the second shot of the night for Dustin. All right. So just a quick recap as to where we're at with the shot bets. Um, I'm currently in debt of three. Dustin owes six, but I think you're down to four with this one now. And Brooks owes a big old fat donut. Uh, um, So we're going to look at the records overall, where we're at so far with with these betting. Uh, By week seven, um, overall... I'm at three and seven. Dustin is at three and seven. And Brooks has a flip script on us with a seven and three. So if y'all are out there trying to place these shot bets, listen to the episode and try and just ride the Brooks train while he's hot. (laughs) Sounds like my fantasy football team. (laughs) Oh man. All right. So that's going to kind of, kind of cover up uh, the first part of a shot bets. We'll have one more shot, but we're going to be placing uh, later on on the uh, Washington football team and Cowboys game. We're going to discuss that here in a second. But uh, right now, we're going to go ahead and jump into the cleanup. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Cowboys last week actually getting a win. Uh, Somebody posted, uh, what was it, Uh, Cowboys Super Bowl run? Uh, And they reposted it again. And I was like, I'm pretty sure this was a dialogue from the Cowboys saying Super Bowl and then run in big letters. But I saw you post that. That's a good comeback. <laughs> All right, Dustin. What do you think? Uh, what, what What do you make of this game, man? I don't know. I guess the Cowboys are trying not to tank. I don't know. But Andy Dalton coming back helped. Mm-hmm. We discussed last week their line was getting better. So Zeke actually ran for the most yards he's had all year. Obviously, they have some of the best receivers in the league. C.D. Lamb catches everything. And when their defense wants to show up like the last two weeks, they can do some things. So mm-hmm. Cowboys are back within striking distance. It's it's the biggest frustrating show from the, 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 the wealthiest franchise in the NFL. I don't know why. I guess for the Cowboys, for their sake, they want to win this. Yeah. Just because they're the what, Cowboys. What, pride? Yeah, I guess. But if I'm the Cowboys, <sighs> if you're looking at it long term, mm-hmm. it's better off to get a top five pick and go get that tackle from Oregon's the top five pick mm-hmm. and reboost your lineup. Just tank it. You have the talent waiting and, and healing. I don't know. Um, that, so any, 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 what do we make out of this? Do we look like forward said, or do you, do you know. think what they're going to, yeah, uh, uh, it's I hard. It's, hmm. it's one to r- rally around and like, all right, we, cause I said the week before, like the Steelers game, yeah. that was a good locker room loss yeah well they turned that into a win they kept the ball rolling uh, they should and have. so now they get to keep the ball rolling like hey we can do this guys we're not yeah. all out of this like just because Dak's out we can do this mm-hmm. which now they're kind of getting healthier yep. maybe that is the case 
Uh, it, it's they're they're again they're 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 the wealthiest franchise in the NFL. One of the one of the, I think the top five in the world, and yet oh yeah, this is what we're getting from them. Um, so let's go ahead and jump onto the next game that we wanted to talk about. <coughs> A huge uh, emotional game due to the strength and conditioning coach. What happened to the strength and conditioning coach for for Dallas? I don't know. I didn't hear about that. <laughs> he had to go to the hospital today or something like that, and they oh, canceled shit. everything for. Oh, I didn't know, but I didn't hear about I guess that. Personal oh. reasons. Well, like that, uh, yeah. all, all joking aside, uh, you know, obviously we don't want anybody uh, anybody's health at risk. So hopefully he gets hopefully he gets better soon. Um, so we're gonna kind of move along. Uh, Brooks wrote down in the show notes, "Reeling Ravens." Uh, can, you want to explain this a little bit to me? Well, the Ravens have lost. What three games in a row now? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they were a favorite at the start of the season, so they're struggling here. They've lost three games in a row. Maybe they had a win in there. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. They've lost to the Steelers, Patriots, and now the Titans. Yeah. Um, and the Titans just kind of beat them at their own game. They're they're very similar teams. Titans kind of out muscled them at the end. AJ Brown carried the whole Ravens team into the end zone. Yeah. And then uh Derrick Henry just put the moves on him to get that overtime uh touchdown. But what I really wanted to talk about was what's happened at the start of the game. Okay. And I heard a story today on what happened at the start of the game. Are y'all familiar with what happened? No, so no. There was like a little bit of yes. there was a little bit of jawing at the start of the game. Uh the Titans were on the logo and the Ravens took exception to it. I was listening to uh, the Rosillo podcast today, and they were explaining that the Titans were just ran on the field and were just kind of standing there, getting ready. Didn't even know they were on the logo. We're just chilling there. And John Harbaugh came over, Jim, John, whichever Harbaugh Jim. brother is the Ravens John. coach. This is John. John. Wait. Oh, Jim's at Michigan, right? He got mad at Malcolm Butler for standing on the logo. And Malcolm Butler was like, What? What are you getting mad about? And so they started jawing at each other. Then Mike Vrabel hears that there's about to be a fight between Harbaugh, one of his players. So he runs out onto the field and he's like, what's this about? And Harbaugh's like, y'all are on the logo. And he's like, John, damn it. Just get your team and go coach the game. <laughs> he's like, coach the game. What are you yelling about? And then apparently one of the Titans players told the Ravens, what logo? The under oh. sign that's here or this Harry Potter looking thing. <laughs> oh. They said that? Now it got good. Oh, okay. I didn't know about that. Okay. I like that last part though. That's a good diss. I love so making up very petty rivalries like this. Yeah. Oh, like, it's just it. Have you seen their logo? It's like the most basic. It's not even like their logo. It's just some, you know, Maryland, Baltimore type symbol. And so the also fact that true. they got mad about that, we're like taking exception. That's kind of funny. As long as they're not doing any like to stuff on the star, like yeah, something or, like taunting, yeah. showboating on it. The, if they're the, just standing there, it's whatever. Like yeah, it's just, just a colored piece up. of grass yeah. at that point. The yeah, uh, just getting ready for the game. The so, Baker uh, Mayfield uh, flag uh, plant. <laughs> um, yeah, kiss about nothing, and then they got you know. Beat yeah, by the Titans. So. I I think uh, the Ravens. Uh, it, it's been said. Uh, it, it, the 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 recipe to beat them is don't let don't let them pass or uh, ma- sorry force them Make into them a pass. pass. Yeah, force them into a passing situation. If they if they get to start uh, build up the run, then they then they're effective. Then they beat almost any team in the NFL. But the recipe for their defeat is out there. It, it's literally just don't What's let Lamar Jackson pass or the don't let him run. Coordinator. Yeah. For the Ravens is the same guy who was at. The- 49ers and Kaepernick got hot 
And oh. you saw the same thing in Kaepernick's like second and second and a half year. True. Is the defense kind of figured him out mm-hmm. and started game planning for him in that RPO zone read. Yeah. And he kind of fizzled out a little bit. So and that happened mm-hmm. to Greg Roman all over again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's go ahead and keep moving. Uh, we got the, the Chiefs game and Mahomes magic. Um, I watched this entire game. Uh, I actually, I, I try to kind of jump around quite a bit and it's hard to keep your eye off Mahomes. I, I know we kind of blow him up a little bit because he was, you know, Texas Tech alum and obviously former NFL champion, uh, or, or sorry, reigning NFL champion. Uh, but I watched this entire game purely because of like the little, little, little tiny drama going on behind the background of this. Um, Dustin, how how do you feel about this game, man? Did you did you get to catch this one? No, I didn't catch hardly anything Sunday. I was busy with a bunch of Thanksgiving stuff. But okay, Mahomes is good at the football. <laughs> uh, Brooks, did you get a shot at this one? Uh, yeah, I did. I got to watch it. Uh, yeah, Mahomes with the ball, last minute, not mm-hmm. what you want if you're the Raiders. Um, unfortunately for me, I was up by eleven my fantasy game and Kelsey had 12 <laughs> points against me. So I lost my fantasy game by one point. On the touchdown. That really hurt. Um, but yeah, Mahomes magic, your weekly reminder that Patrick Mahomes went five and seven at Texas tech university. So uh, there you go. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, did he go five and seven or was Cliff Kingsbury five and seven? He was on the team that went five and seven. Everybody's <laughs> on the team that was five and seven gets that. Right, I don't know. Everybody right, just always right. like your weekly reminder that he went to tech, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, weekly reminder that we didn't win shit with him. We didn't do that. Great. I don't know. I don't. I don't know who's more to blame. Um. All right. So with that, let's go ahead and uh, kind of jump forward. We uh, that's kind of be our, our our cleanup for the week of uh, the main games. Um, this Cleveland Philly game, a little bit of fun around that, but it was mostly just. Uh, somehow the the Browns keep winning games. They're uh, playing in crappy weather. Let's get them in a nice dome and let's see how they play. And yeah. And, what's and, funny and, is the weather's making them play how they need to play and run the football and taking oh, the ball out of Baker's hands. Hundred percent. So, um, but good for them for figuring it out. Atlanta, New Orleans. Atlanta was on a bit of a hot streak, winning I think two or three of the last four games, something like that. They were doing well, and then Taysom Hill just uh, throwing in a curveball and nobody expecting him to ball out like that. Um, didn't watch. I didn't Cincinnati. know he was like thirty years old. Me neither. I thought he was younger. I don't know. Uh, R.I.P. Joey B's knee. Oof. That was a. That was oh a sad my one to see. That was d- d- players on both sides or uh, on both uh both uh Washington and Cincinnati coming over to 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 like offer condolences for the dude. Like everybody loves Joey B. He's got so much respect, and that kind of says a lot as to like who he really is. Instead of like who a lot of like I guess uh, uh, people coming out of college will come off as, especially quarterbacks. With um, the timing and severity of this injury, he might not play at all next year. No, he might not. And and but I I hope the 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 Bengals front office takes a good look at this and realizes, and they won't because they're they're one of the most. You're right. I, that, that is a justified laugh. But I hope that they get their head out of their ass, honestly. They don't even have an indoor practice facility, and no. they're in Cincinnati, and they're a professional sports team. Yeah. You think they're going to get him an offensive line? Uh, I, huh. I feel I feel so bad for I, like as soon as he got drafted number one, 
I felt so bad for this guy because kind of similar to what Cleveland had been for the last 30 years, Cincinnati is where kind of quarterbacks go to die. I don't know. Yeah. Um, let's see. Any other big games? Houston beat New England. That uh, was kind of uh, uh, nice for me. I, I enjoyed that one because we never beat New England. Uh, anything else? Not uh, much else. Nah, that's, that's kind of that's kind of it for the week. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, take a look at our 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 shot bet game for this week, which is gonna be the Washington football team. I still hate saying that name, and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so Brooks, if you want to lead the way for us, um, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got a target on your back, you sir. <laughs> you got a target on your back, sir. All right. So the people need to know which way are they voting this week, Brooks. Hey, what's our line on this? Uh, three points. Three, three points. They're, they're at three points. The Cowboys. They're at Dallas <laughs> with a three-point spread. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. I'm going Cowboys on this one. Focus. Okay. Okay. Going Cowboys on this one. They showed signs of life last week that on defense, at least, that looked respectable. And their offense, a little bit better, although Washington defense has a really good pass defense, so – um, we'll see what they do there, but if they can run the ball with Zeke like they did last week and Tony Pollard might have a chance. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Cowboys on Thanksgiving feels right. Okay. Dustin, what are you picking, man? I'm with Brooks on this one. Oh, oh my God. That's so, that's uh, so unpredictable. Not to just bandwagon, but I was already going Cowboys. The three points almost deterred me and made me go the other way. But I think they can pull it out. They do have a good pass rush in Washington. But yeah. Cowboys, like I said, their line is figuring it out. Maybe they can run the ball and have those good receivers and can figure it out for Andy Dalton. Mm. I am going to go the opposite way. And similar to mm. how we were talking about uh, talking about the Chargers charging and the Jets just being the Jets, I think the Cowboys are going to be the Cowboys and mess this one up. This is going to be their 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 shot at gaining some ground in the division and and potentially trying to take that number 1 seed and I think they're going to they're going to cowboy this one up. I think uh I think Chiefs actually win this game. Or not Chiefs. The, not Chiefs, sorry. I'm thinking of the freaking uh the colors I of agree. it. The the <laughs> the Chiefs are going to win this game and they're not even playing. I think the the, the Washington football team is going to win this game. Uh not not even just by the point spread. I, I do think that they're actually going to take the, the, the W on this one. So, um, I think that's going to be it for the shot bets for this week. We have the, the Oklahoma Oklahoma State game uh, versus Tech and how big that one's going to be. And then we have the uh, Washington football team at the Cowboys with a three-point spread. So, um, we, we were talking about another about betting on Kansas City and Tampa Bay as well, but I think uh, we, we've given those two teams a lot of light on the show. I think we, we're, we're going to leave that bet alone for the week. Um, let's see here. Any other games that we want to talk about going into the week? Uh, there's the Titans at the Colts. Colts have been looking really good. Uh, yeah. And then we got the Bears at the Packers. Uh, yeah, l- l- let's just talk about these for a quick second. Uh, Titans at the Colts. Dustin, what do, you, what do you think about this game? kind of a show me who's who type games. Titans mm-hmm. have been struggling, but maybe they're starting to turn to Derrick Henry more. Yeah. Colts have the number one defense and their offense is kind of starting to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So we'll kind of I think it's a good test of those middle playoff teams right yeah. there and see who can who can show us what maybe a playoff preview. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the two teams at the top of the AFC South. And so it's kind of a, a, a little bit of a battle for that number one mm-hmm. seed. Um, Bears at Packers. Brooks, uh, thoughts on this one? I don't care about this game <laughs> at all, really. I don't care about either of these teams. Yeah. The Bears don't uh, even know who they're going to start at quarterback. So. Mm-hmm. The Bears are so boring to me. And it's not really. going to matter. The only game that, that I care about this week is Bucks uh, chiefs and I, I think that's a show game because we got Dustin, who's a big yeah. Brady fan, and we got Mahomes. That, although I think the Chiefs are going to win that one pretty handily, but I, I mean Bears-Packers always kind of fun, but I, I think the Packers will win this one. Um, <clears throat> uh, let, let, let's get a let's get a quick vote though. Do you, so you think the Chiefs are going to beat the Bucks? Yeah. 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 I'll yeah. Throw, okay, both of you. <clears throat> I I do think so as well, but I don't think it's going to be any kind of blowout. If you're looking at the scoreline for a lot of these games recently from them, um, they're they're slowing down these gaps for the Chiefs, and so Tom Brady, veteran quarterback in close games, so I I don't know if it's going to be blown out against the Rams. Hmm? Yeah, very true. Except for against the Rams and the Saints and. The Bears incredibly this week year. Jay, Jay Foreman says Bears have lost 17 of the last 20 games against Green. Oh my gosh, 17 of the last 20 games. The Bears have yeah, I think so. So they, they are the Bears are successfully three and three and uh, 17 against Green Bay. Yeah, you got to look at it from a positive light. They have successfully won three. They have successfully the won 20 games. games. <laughs> Good lord, I, I the Bears are just. I want the Bears. to. Oh, yeah, they're just the Bears. Like I used to love watching the Bears defense. Like I was never a supportive supportive of them. I just used to like their defense. I used to like watching their defense. And one of one of these weeks, uh, we need to have like a power ranking: the Jets, Jetsing, the Chargers, Charging, <laughs> the Bears, Bearsing. Which one is the most so, powerful? Which one is the most? I'll just tell you from the game last week: uh, the Jets being the Jets is greater than the Chargers, Charging. Yeah, mm, it true. Is. Chargers tried to charge her up that game, but then the Jets are like, no, no, no. Our Jetsing is <laughs> more powerful. Very true. Jetsing is more powerful than Chargering. <laughs> Just so that way people, people can gauge at home. All right, Dustin, yes. this is your time to shine, man. Stat of the day. We, oh, we, yeah. we didn't jump to it earlier. Stat of the day for you. I know we got so, NFL, so let's see what you got, man. Last little bit of last week, Tua kind of disappointingly got pulled from the game. Last week when the Dolphins oh, lost, they that. were on a nice little hot streak. Yeah. Uh, going into that game, there was a possibility he, as a rookie, could go 4-0 and in his first four starts mm-hmm. in the NFL, which has only been done once in 40 years. You know, I like to bring stats from oh, way back. Oh, damn. Who is that quarterback that has that one 4-0 record as a rookie? Uh, I saw this the other day. Oh, this is a I'm good mad. one. I'm not going to be able to remember it. 40 years. First four starts, 4-0. Four and, and this was 40 years ago that this happened? This is in the last 40 years. So, I mean, it had to have been 40 years ago then. Like, otherwise, why would they say nope. 40? No, it's just... It's just when they started keeping track of this, I think. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Peyton Manning? Teddy Bradshaw? Nope. More um, recent. No. Pey- Peyton Manning or no? No, he was only like two and... 14 in his rookie year. Yeah, I don't know. He was good in college. I was just thinking like right out of that maybe. Brooks, you're Russ, thinking, Russ, uh, Russell Wilson? Oh, no. 
All right, all right. So let, let, let's let's see. Do we have anybody a, anybody out there listening? Don't Google this off the top rookie of your head. Quarterback that went four zero in his first four starts. Only one rookie quarterback has done this. Was it a Lamar? Tim, T- Tim Tebow? No. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he randomly did good. So I was like, uh, yeah, the Buccaneers uh, only went like eight and eight that year. Yeah. Uh, okay. So so who is it, Dustin? Let, let's spit this out. We need to move. The one and only Big Ben in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, I would I would have never come to Damn that it. one. I would have never come to that on my own. Good stat. That's a good stat. Damn. Damn. All right. What I'm here for. I bring stats from way back. <laughs> All right. So we have our last segment for you guys for today, and this is gonna kind of kind of wrap up the show. We have our final shots after that, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll be done for the evening. Um. So. NBA Thanksgiving. We, we kind of had a little bit of fun with this and with the trades and how, how each the, the state of each team, how they're doing. Um, and, and each of us have have a couple of good picks, a couple of bad picks. And then uh, we're, we're going to me and Dustin, I think are going to tie it to food somehow. I, I, I had a plan to I, I, I kind of wrote this up as as that. Um, so let's yeah, just the go original. Oh, the original ahead. idea is Thanksgiving, when you're going to eat, you obviously have the dishes that you want a lot of, and you're going to go back for seconds on, and then you have some dishes that you might just get a little bit because you want to show respect to the cook, or but like, you're probably, yeah. Why did this dish even get brought to Thanksgiving? Wh- uh, yeah, cranberry so, sauce. So, you know? All right. <laughs> so this is going to be our, our, our talk for NBA this week from Tailgate Talks. Yep. Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got the real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance, do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. Oh, always fun. Love it. Okay, so uh, we got Dustin on top of this list right here. You want to go ahead and take the take the reins here? Yeah, I was just scrolling back through my text to remember all this because I forgot my notes on it. Okay. So okay. I'm going to kind of go off the top of the head, but I got some of it written down. Got it. All right. So man. I'm going with the food route. I tried really hard to think of this. Yeah. So my first really good one is Gordon Hayward. Okay. Signed a big contract with the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Overpaid. He's contract. like a he's like a nice golden mac and cheese. Ooh. Okay. Let's go get that gold bag. Ooh, okay. He's getting paid. He's a nice addition to your Thanksgiving meal, but you don't have to have it. But comparing his like nice golden money bag with the nice golden mac and cheese as a good dish to add on. I like good it. Good addition for Michael Jordan. It's not going <laughs> to really improve your team when you have a lot of other crap on your plate, though. And he's white. <laughs> <laughs> he's the creamy part of the golden uh, mac and cheese. All right. Uh, one of my other ones, I use this as our example to kind of go off of it. And Brooks has more on the Lakers, but like Dennis Schroeder getting added to the Lakers. Right. He's like bringing a great green bean casserole to the meal. Like, Not the main course. If every, yeah, he's a great side dish Mm. and you're like, okay, without him, everything else is good. But then when you have a really good green bean casserole, it like elevates everything. You're like, oh man, this is surely brings everything in. Hell yeah. All right. Brooks might also add on to this one later mm. with the Suns bringing in CP3. And Brooks, feel free to jump in here. But I got CP3 as like a really good gravy. Mm. He makes everything around him better. He Ooh. puts CP3 on top of the nice Devin Booker turkey. A little, little drizzle. And 
He makes Devin Booker better. You put him on that nice stuffing of DeAndre Ayton, makes that better. better. Mm-hmm. He makes everything around him better. He's done it at every family meal he's been at. Uh, I like that. All <laughs> I right. thought that was my best one. That's a good one. You want me to finish out with my two teams and their comparisons? Uh, I'm on a roll. Yeah, literally. literally. No, I like the Thanksgiving roll. No, that's what I, I thought. That <laughs> He's on fire. Let him the Thunder. Okay. I have the Thunder. The Thunder. They're like that couple that's just putting off family gatherings for like three more years. And they're all going to catch up to them in a few years. They're just gathering draft picks. And they're going to have a lot of family functions to go to in like two years. <laughs> uh. It's like that movie Four Christmases where they get busted and got to go to every every family function. Okay. My last one is the Rockets. They're on the bad side. They're on the bad side. All right. They're like they're like the fun dysfunctional family. You think they're like fun to hang out with and like they're gonna have a good party and some good food. After a couple years, everybody gets sick and tired of each other, and there's probably a drunk (laughs) uncle or aunt, and things start going bad, and then they just all start fighting. And family Thanksgiving's not fun anymore. And that's where the Rockets are at right now. Who's the drunk uncle? Very dysfunctional family. Uh, well, it's probably Maury. (laughs) He already just up and left. He's gone. All right. You got the kids fighting and Harden and Westbrook. They're Uh... arguing like cousins, (laughs) and like they're just a dysfunctional family that's fighting, and nobody wants to be there anymore. And the dad, Mark D'Antoni, just left to get cigarettes and never came back. <laughs> He's like, I'll be somebody's stepdad over here in Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> that was good. So that, that was, was my take on That was good. Really, that, that, that was yeah. a good Thanksgiving twist to this for for, for the people. Um, <laughs> Brooks, all right. I, I, I think uh, you, you mentioned earlier, yours is a little bit less foodie. But uh, what do you got, yeah. man? Uh, what, what do you got for the good and the bad so far with the NBA? Yeah, I didn't compare mine to specific dishes, but I've got mine in like, so this is what you're coming back for, right? Or this okay. is like your main dish. So my main dish of the off season is the Los Angeles Lakers. Right. They're my main dish. They're the turkey. They're the ham, right? Yeah. The Lakers, they got Dennis Schroeder, like Dustin mentioned. They the got green Marcus, casserole. They mm. got Marcus Gasol, <laughs> which is a nice addition. Huge they got Montrez Harrell. They stole... Montrez Harrell from the Crosstown rival from Los what, Angeles Clippers. What should be the took number him, two? Took him right from their locker room and just kept him in that locker room, put their purple and gold in that locker room and was like, here, this is your locker room now. And then <laughs> they, they got Wesley Matthews. Yeah. And then they got Wesley Matthews, who was like way better than Danny Green. And then mm-hmm. the, and they got rid of Danny Green. How about that? Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, Great. they upgraded all their sides and still have two of the best main dishes, like yeah. ham and, and you turkey. Still out got there. LeBron, like, and you still got AD, and you got Kyle Kuzma, who's a tradable asset. Yeah, and you got KCP back, who was also a very tradable asset. So I mm-hmm. don't think they're done. I think they make some other move eventually, but they won a championship and they just got better. My sides; mm. these are my sides. These okay. are kind of like the green bean casserole. These are what you gonna load up on probably go back get a little bit more of sure it's the atlanta hawks atlanta okay. hawks are one of those sides mm. okay you got that's your you got good. A really good you got a really good young core and what they needed to do to add on to that core was add some veterans 
add some veteran presence in that locker room. They got Rajon Rondo, who's going to be there now to kind of coach up Trey Young. He's a good, valuable backup to have for Trey. He's a good team leader. Every team he goes to recently, everybody loves him as a veteran. They also got Danilo Gallinari, who is a very good big pick-and-pop guy, can play defense, hit the threes, expands the floor. It's going to be a really good pick-and-roll with Trey Young. And then I'll let, they got Bogdan Bogdanovich. Dustin's Bogdan! Bogdan! favorite name to say. I, I, <laughs> besides I Obi. The, besides Obi. Besides yeah. Obi. Um, but that's another really good pickup. A guy who can stretch the floor mm-hmm. is going to make it easier for Trey Young. And then I like their draft as well. So I think uh, the Hawks has a good side. And then the Portland Trailblazers has another good side that I'm going back to. They mm. keep their whole roster from last year, which they didn't get to play a lot together because there was a lot of injuries. Uh, and then they ran into the Los Angeles Lakers. But they keep the core, and then they bring in Robert Covington, who is a really good 3 and D guy to have on the team. They have hopefully all their guys healthy. Mm-hmm. They brought back Ennis Cantor, Derek Jones Jr. They signed Melo again and Ronnie Hood. So I like their offseason. They did a lot of good things. They were a really good team before last year. They were coming on at the end. They did everything that they needed to do to propel forward. Now on to my dishes that you're avoiding, uh-huh. which is basically just the cranberry, the cranberry sauce. I don't like that, and I'm never going to go for it. So my yeah. first addition so of gross. the cranberry sauce is the Charlotte Hornets. Okay. Yep. The Charlotte Hornets are a cranberry sauce because you spent that much money on Gordon Hayward, who hasn't mm-hmm. been – good in like three years he blew out his knee we all know that terrible injury he is not worth what you gave him mm-hmm. i know it's hard to get players to come to your team but you just got off a bad contract in nicholas batum and then you just signed another one in gordon hayward and I, I don't i don't think that's a good fit i don't like it my second bad cranberry dish is the detroit pistons the detroit pistons just signed a bunch of forwards you have blake griffin you drafted forwards. Mm-hmm. You had a really good forward in Christian Wood, and then you just went and paid for one of the Plumley brothers. I don't even know which Plumley brother. Mason, Miles, I don't know, some M name. Well, the Plumlee reason brother. they signed more forwards is because Blake Griffin's only going to play like 30 games and get hurt. Yeah. You got to make up for that loss. They got to have injury subs. <laughs> True. Anyway, the Pistons are just, they're going to be terrible. They didn't do anything to help their team mm-hmm. get better. And then. My other one is going to be the Oklahoma City Thunder, which Dustin go. had mentioned already earlier. That's they his... did get a lot of draft picks, right? They loaded up on draft picks, but guess what? They're going to be terrible this year. Mm. Oh, and yeah. Sure. They're not going to be fun to watch. They're going to be really bad. They don't really have anybody good on the team anymore besides Shy Gilgis Alexander. And sure, that gets you a, a good draft pick for this year. But all those draft picks that they traded for, yeah. and they traded for with teams that are going to be good. And we went over it when we did our first five draft pick thing a few yeah. weeks ago. Yep. Look at how many of those names were busts in those. Oh, uh, 80%. 80% were busts. So now you're trading for draft picks that are going to be at the end of the first round or second yeah. round. How many of those guys do you think are busts? That, so they're just loading up on all these trade assets, which, sure, in theory, it's nice. But you got to really, really hit those draft picks well yeah. and hope that they pin out. You're betting a lot on the unknown. I don't like the unknown. I've never tried cranberry sauce, which is why I'm going to stay away from it. It's because I'm it comes in a can. Dishes. It comes in a can. It looks <sighs> weird. I'm going to go with the dishes that I know are going to be good. I'm yeah. going to stay away from the thunder. I'm going to stay what, away from That's what you fill your nice. plate with. Those that's what nice, you fill your plate with, job. man. 
Good job. All right. So my mine were kind of um I y'all two made your list early. I made mine late, so I kind of had a little bit of the the leftover picks. Uh, nobody had written down the the Suns initially, and so this was my first one for the good. And the Suns to me are gonna be sweet potatoes. They're the first thing I'm gonna go for after I get through the turkey and ham. So. Nice. So that that they're gonna be that number three that I'm looking for going into going into the next season. I uh, again that that CP3 add to it. I think it's gonna make them a top four seed. That gravy got that, that gravy that, yeah, on everything. That's the same, same kind of thing. They're that third thing that I'm looking for right at, to fill my plate up. As soon then I then I go on to the dirty rice. I don't know if y'all have that at y'all's Thanksgiving or not, but uh, that that dirty rice is my 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 fourth. Um, the second one for me is a good, not great. But it, uh, it, it's it's uh, chips and salsa, and it's like who brings chips and salsa? Yeah, it's it's uh, Danny Green and Seth Curry going to the 76ers. They got two starters, and then they added two meh shooters. So it's like it could make them better, but I don't know what it's really gonna do for them. So it's like it's a good growth for them, but it's not any kind of great because they're getting Danny Green, Seth Curry. I'll give him a little bit of props, but it's like. It's chips and salsa. I'm gonna eat it if I see it at the table, uh, and and they they might they, you know it, it, it might have a presence, but I'm questioning why in the hell it's there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was having trouble following you in that last. Time you tied it together. Okay. Uh, uh, just, you dismounted it, perfectly on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what you were doing on the beam, but then when you dismounted, I was like, oh, nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It took me a little bit to kind of come up with these, all right? Y'all all took right. all the good ones, so I'm, I'm working with this one. All right, my last one is uh, Miami Heat as 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 the ham. Uh, and and the, the reason for that being is uh, they're not the main dish. Everybody, whenever you're thinking Thanksgiving, is always thinking of turkey. It's always going to be thinking of, of in this case, uh, the, the Lakers. But I have the Miami Heat as ham because they just signed that out of bio contract. Big time, big time money on that one. And what that does is lock him into the Miami Heat for the next year whenever Antetokounmpo comes a, comes a free agent. And so I think that that's a big plus. I think that's going to be a big move for them. And uh, he's already looking at Miami for next year. So I got them as, as, as just that, that not the main shot, not the main scene. It's not going to be the, 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 the what you identify whenever you're thinking of, of, of Thanksgiving. But I got that right behind it being a big story. Not to mention they mm. drafted Precious. They did draft Precious. <laughs> they, got precious. they got Precious. They got it's my Precious. My third favorite name. Phenomenal. Uh, I don't like him anymore. And and uh, my 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 bad. Straight up is Boogie Cousins. I'm not gonna even yeah, play around with that you one. Yeah, you hate Boogie. Boogie. We know. I, I just can't stay. I, I can't stay an injury. Now he's on the Rockets. You're gonna have to watch him. I'm not gonna. <laughs> uh uh-uh. <laughs> You, you, you know what the, uh, what's his name? You know what Boogie <laughs> Cousins just... is to me. You, you know what he is to me. He he he's, he's whenever healthy, he is an all star talent, but he's Greg Odom to me. You know what he's you dead. don't do with a dysfunctional family that's already fighting is add another dysfunctional <laughs> piece to the it's, family. It, it, it's he's just, <laughs> this is my main. He's bad. the angry dis- boyfriend that yeah, <laughs> a, and you just brought him in that like, the whole family right. knows and hates, and they're like, oh great, this this guy. But, <laughs> so he's just this big bully that no one's gonna stand up to. He's just gonna. He he's Greg Odom. He, he he's gonna he's good whenever he's healthy and 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 he's gonna be injured for for fifty percent of your season. So it's like, well, 
Why? 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 Why acquire this? This makes no sense. Like the Rockets have completely lost their mind as an organization. We'll buy you a jersey. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll wear it inside out. Yeah. You said um, you didn't have have a jersey to wear on Halloween. Uh, I don't. I don't have an NBA. We jersey don't want actually. you to get forgotten. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and move on to our final shots. Uh, Dustin, you want to open up with the final shot for the week, man? Yeah, speaking of getting jerseys. Uh, good good segue. Yeah. The Mavs literally like hours ago just unveiled new jerseys and they stink. Oh, no. They're white with gold trim. Like, <laughs> why? Pull this up. I'm going to switch my yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah. See hold on, hold so on. The legacy jerseys, right? That, that yeah, yeah. Like uh, legacy or something. Like a lot of these are cool. Even the, like the city one is cool is with this? the graffiti logo. No, no. That, it, that one looks good too. They literally like, just displayed it like hours ago. It's on that okay. second row there. That one? Yeah. Oh, really? This? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what the hell is, are it, is, it gonna, is it on Twitter, you think? Let's see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it, the Mavs. Porzingis was the model. Yeah, go to who, 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 Okay. Uh, the Mavericks, they'll have it. Um, but yeah, they stink. Uh, and like the Spurs earlier this week or last week came out with the Fiesta jerseys, which those honestly are awesome. is it's the easiest throwback jersey ever. It's literally uh, a black go, uniform with three. Put a on my name. This is so terrible. Let it play. Why? How is this the Dallas colors? It's not. That's what I don't get. It stinks. What are I you don't, doing? I mean, I don't hate the color scheme, but you're changing the entire Dallas colors. Yeah. I, legacy is everything. You've won one championship with Dirk Nowitzki. Like, <laughs> That's what I was the, just about to say. What's, what's the, the legacy? legacy? <laughs> and, like, let Luca make his own legacy. Like, I get what you're trying oh. to do, but you're getting ahead of it way too far. Just, and, like, changing settle too down, much. sir. Settle the F. You could have went a throwback, retro throwback, which they've kind of done in the past. But oh, they my stink. God. Those are horrible. Good job, San Antonio, for bringing back the easiest throwback unis ever. Oh, That's man. my final shot. All right. All right. Brooks, what, what do you got for, for the final shot this week, man? Well, once again, I'm going to go personal. Go Nothing get sports it. Here. What do you got? These are my last few days of being a, in my twenties, man. This uh, <gasps> this this time next week I will be in my thirties. So. Big boy Brooks. What time are we going to Triple J's? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I don't even know if Triple J's is open. I'm sure it is, but you know. So yeah, this is my last week of of being uh, in my twenties. Next Harley, time you hear from one me, of us. One, one of, of us. us. One of us. One of us. <laughs> it, big boy Brooks coming through, coming through. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's kind of well, my that's my final shot is, 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 is you know, is, maybe 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 next episode I'll be taking some 30-year-old birthday shots. Happy birthday you guys. I don't Te know. <laughs> Tex Max is saying the best best jerseys in Dallas is by far Dallas Stars blackout jersey. Yeah, they one. also released new jerseys that were white, and they stink too. Oh, is the whole town trying to change? Oh, dude, if the Dallas Cowboys change to white and gold, I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna Dirty lose it. Nah, no, he would never. But are white, and they stink too. Uh, Just keep man. going. All right, Rangers. Uh, my <laughs> their whole team stinks. My uh, my final shout out or uh, final shot for the game or for that game. Oh my gosh, I'm getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> My final shot 
for for the uh, pod today. It's going to be just a quick shout out to my sister for doing that little pre-recording for us. Uh, I kind of wanted to add a little bit of uh, diversity to the to the uh, to the vocals coming through for the podcast. I wanted a little bit of a, like a female touch to come through and just kind of uh, introduce the show or start the show off. So she went ahead and did that for us. She does a lot of audio recording. She's she's worked with a couple of. Uh, uh, high-end musicians and stuff and so she already had a lot of that equipment at home and so I was like alright give this a go and see how it comes out and I, th- I think it turned out pretty cool and I appreciate the effort she did that uh, like literally within a day or two of me asking her so that was that was pretty awesome yeah shout out it's awesome yeah yeah so it's cool and if you haven't yet go check out Brooks' sister uh, was it uh, Bailey Barrett Bailey Barrett yeah, yeah yeah sorry I had to spit Good it out time Bailey good Barrett, time good time. The That's the song. She's she's a uh, check her out. She's part of the family. So go go check out the song. Go listen to it. Put it on repeat and put your phone on mute. Whatever. Get that song up there. Um, all right, guys. So once again, I want to kind of give a quick shout out to all of our social media pages. Uh, obviously, uh, tailgate underscore talks on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as our own pages. Which uh, Dustin, you can catch him at Dustin Wimmer twenty two. Uh, Brooks, you can catch him at Calvin B. Barrett. Uh, and myself, you can catch me at Blanca, where the L is a one. And uh, don't forget, guys, if you're if you're still here, make sure you pay up on your shot bets. Send us the video. Look at that. Dustin finished two of his tonight in the middle of the broadcast. Takes two seconds, and we really want to kind of get this going, get this rolling, having some fun with you guys. You can be at the Hell bar. Yeah already drinking and you can already be taking shots but you can just be like hey this is part of that we don't care we just want to see the if video you, yeah if you don't drink just do it with something non-alcoholic too that'd be fun um any last input oh i did forget about this no 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 big thing uh we we, we are gonna have a guest on a, on a, our next episode i believe right yes yes, yes sir. yeah 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 Sweet. um so we have the one and only a Lubbock, uh, I, I dare say Lubbock legend. I feel like everybody around town knows him to some degree. Uh, Kelsey Johnson. Yeah. And uh, he's going to be coming onto the podcast with us next episode. It's going to be our first interview or our first guest on the show. He's going to be hanging out with us, joining on the, on the Zoom call and just chipping in on some sports. Uh, he's doing some big stuff with Jay's Salsa Company. And so he's going to probably talk a little bit about that on the show as well. Like I said, talk some sports, talk some Texas Tech with us. So uh, keep an eye out for that. He's going to be on the pod with us. I think it's uh, December 2nd is our next recording, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Correct. And he's going to be joining us for that recording. So uh, looking forward to that. Looking forward to having Kelsey on the show. He's obviously he's also a good friend of all three of ours, former roommate to Dustin, basically former roommate to Brooks whenever he'd sleep over there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but we're very, very once excited to have Yeah, Just maybe once or twice. Um, but very excited to have him on the show. Have ha, very excited to, for him to be our very first guest here as well. Um, all right. Well, I guess, uh, that's going to wrap up the show guys. Any last bit of input? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining the tailgate. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> all right, guys. Big love to everybody hanging out with us. Thank you everybody who, uh, uh, Tex-Mex saying, and Brooke's sister song is really great. Yeah. Um, I thank you to everybody it. that came and hung out in the stream. Everybody has been uh, supporting us so far. Everybody has been doing the retweets and the votes and everything. Thank you to all of you that are helping us kind of grow what, what is a, a very fun hobby for all of us. And, and what, what is hopefully entertaining to all of you. Um, get, we, get plenty of Gordon Hayward and Dennis Schroeder and cover it in Chris Paul this weekend. Yeah. 
Put put that on your plate. All right, guys. Yeah. We, we will catch y'all on the second. Take care. <laughs> Peace.